0: Your good works, your going into church, your tithing, whatever it is, your baptism, all of these things are good and wonderful, but absolutely none of them can save your soul but the blood of Jesus Christ. Welcome to The Healing Word,
1: a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
0: It's my joy to greet you again. I have a very special message for you today. It has to do with Jesus Christ in Gethsemane drinking the cup of our sin that we might be saved and drink His cup of everlasting life. Jesus, it says in Mark chapter 14, went into the garden with His disciples. He asked them to stay and to pray while He went deeper. And the cup of our sin, the cup of the sin of the world was presented to Him. And He drank it. Friend, today... You and I can be alive in Jesus, not only today, but forevermore because of what He has done for us. He took our place. He took our sin. He took the wrath of God. He took our punishment. Friend, you and I can be free and live today, provided we come to Him. Listen, friend, He made His move. He did what God sent Him to do. He did what He came to do. Now it's up to you, it's up to me, if we give our hearts to Him by simply asking Him to come in, He will save us, forgive us, redeem us, and we will know the joy of His great and wonderful salvation. Let's go into the sanctuary, hear this message, be blessed. May this message today lift you into the very presence of Jesus. The power of the cross. I, I don't think this is going to be a long, lengthy message, but I have three points here that I want to bring to our attention. The cup, the cross, and the resurrection. Last Sunday, uh, last, last first Sunday, the first Sunday of June, I spoke more at length about the cup, Jesus drinking our sins into his own body. There is so much that happened in Gethsemane. And I, I keep looking at this passage that tells us about Gethsemane and what happened there. And I, I see the truths ever new and ever fresh. I think I could almost spend a lifetime talking about this one holy sacred event and still not exhaust the truth that is found there in this passage. So I'm going to see something else today and I'm going to point out to you that something else that I'm seeing, which is I see two sides of Jesus in Gethsemane. I see the human side of Jesus, and I see the spiritual side of Jesus. Now, throughout the New Testament, we often see glimpses of Jesus' human side and his spiritual side, but we also see it in Gethsemane. Look at his human side. His human side is the need of prayer support, the need of companionship. He's in the upper room with his disciples. He institutes what is called the Lord's Supper. He takes His disciples with Him into Gethsemane and then He separates Peter, James, and John. Those three, I'm not sure exactly why those three, but those three were with Him on the Mount of Transfiguration. They were with Him in the room with the centurion's daughter when Jesus took her by the hand and she arose. But again, He takes Peter, James, and John and He goes a little deeper into the garden. It's letting me know that Jesus needed companionship. Uh, then he asked him to sit and wait, those three, while I go further. And this is what he said. Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And then he says in verse 34, My soul... Is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Another translation has it that his soul is overwhelmed with horror and anguish. Jesus saw the need of people being together. In John chapter 17, he prayed the prayer. Father God, you make them one. He's talking about his people, his church, his disciples. You make them one even as we are one. He's talking about unity together, togetherness. In, in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, the Apostle Paul who wrote Hebrews, I truly believe that. He said that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Even already back there in the New Testament... People started missing church and staying away from fellowship with one another. He said forsake not or neglect not. Friend, as Christians, there are certain things we are not to neglect. When we have opportunity, we need to be together to strengthen one another, to encourage one another, to rejoice with one another, to cry and shed tears with one another we're a church we're a church there was a man a number of years ago who came to the church a good friend of mine great man then we started streaming and then he started missing and I asked him where are you and uh, now this was several years ago and he said oh I'm I'm watching you I'm, I'm watching the streaming I said, but you're not with us to take communion by streaming. Streaming is not not for that purpose, for you to sleep in, stay home. You don't have to get dressed. You can take a cup of coffee, watch the service. What's going to happen when we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven? What's going to happen? Is somebody going to stream that service for you? You can stay home with a cup of coffee. You don't have to get dressed and come to church. So he... Yeah, I'm going to preach it. I really am. <laughs> Streaming was never for that purpose. It's for the sick and afflicted who can't make it to church. It's for people who are on vacation or away. They can't be here to come to church. It's for people in the hospital. It's for people in prison and in jail. Uh, it, 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 it's, but but if you can come and you don't come, you're disobeying the words of Jesus You're nullifying a prayer that he prayed that God the Father can't answer. You're you're standing in the way of Jesus getting an answer to his prayer. When he prayed, Father, make them one, and then we're not one. We're we're separated, like, in, in that fashion. But Jesus needed fellowship. He needed companionship. And he took these men into the garden to pray with him. What an experience, And then he prayed this prayer. Now notice, he prayed not my will but thine be done. If you can, he said, "Father, if you can remove this cup, if you can remove this hour, then then please do so. Take that cup away from me." But then he quickly said, "Not my will, but thy will be done." Now, get it? My will and God's will. Jesus had a will God has a will, but Jesus quickly put those two wills together and submitted his will to God's will. Now, you have a will, and the Bible tells us what God's will is. Now, you and I have to choose whether we're going to submit our will to God's will or or we're just going to make it up our own plans and our own way of going to church, our own way of worshiping, our own way of tithing. We're just going to do it according to how we think it ought to be done. And so many people are telling me today that, Pastor, you shouldn't have standards like that in the Largo Community Church about marriage and same-sex marriages. And and, and this is a different day. But listen to me. God is God Almighty. And He hasn't changed. And I have His book. And if I see the book change, then I'll change. But the book isn't going to change because God breathed His Word. Friend, it's time for you and me to shape up and listen, well, that man that started streaming, staying home so he wouldn't have to get dressed he I, I I don't know whether he ate his breakfast in front of the television set or what, but it has been a long time he has just quit altogether. he doesn't come at all anymore so the the scripture tells us that we are to be together. we need to follow the example of you, even Jesus knew he needed the church with him, brothers and sisters in Christ who would pray for him and be with him. Now, one of the prayer requests in the bulletin, let me see, on where is it? On the back. Ernest Irving's son is in a coma in a hospital in one of the southern states. And uh, Ernest called me the other day and shared the situation with me. He's greatly concerned. Because his son has an aneurysm in a coma he's greatly concerned he's down he's discouraged that man friend when you're in a situation like that sometimes the last thing you want to be is alone and he got on that airplane but listen when you're doing God's will and following the Lord God's going to look out for you isn't he he got on the airplane Ernest did and he sat down and he started talking to the man next to him and the man was a pastor the man is a pastor And they had a wonderful spiritual conversation. And then the man asked him, where do you go to church? He said, the Largo Community Church. And the pastor turned to him and he said, I watch your pastor on Change Point. (laughs) Friend, God knows you. He knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. And he's going to send somebody into your life who loves you and prays for you. Don't scorn that person. Don't back away. Don't put up any resistance. Open your heart and embrace God's church in that person that has come to you. Now let's look at the spiritual side of Jesus. Redemption. He goes into that garden to drink the cup of our sin. Even though he knew that he needed companionship and those three brothers with him, Peter, James, and John. Yet down deep in his heart, he knew that he must drink the cup alone. No one could share a portion of his his passion with him. He he drank the cup alone. That's why he said, "Uh, you, you stay here. I'm going a little further. Two times he came back. Two times Jesus tried to get those guys to wake up, stand with me, pray with me. But you know something, friend? When your spirit is cold, when you're not in the word, when you start absenting yourself from God's people, there, there is something that happens. Oh, you're, you're still a Christian, but the fire doesn't burn anymore, and you can go to sleep easily without any conviction of conscience. It just, you, you stay away, and pretty soon it doesn't bother you to stay away. But the Jesus came back, and he says, "Could you not watch with me one hour?" Now they couldn't, because they had lost something of a relationship with the Lord, yet the Lord knew and wanted that relationship to continue on.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. I came to the Church of Friendship and Joy about 12 years ago. The ministries here are wonderful. Our small groups are wonderful. It's a home away from home, so I am so thankful and grateful to have found Largo Community Church. Uh, Having attended many churches around the country and even worldwide on a military basis, I'm really surprised to see how much I've been drawn to Largo Community Church. I'm Linda, retired commander of the United States Navy. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
0: I read in history where Socrates, I guess he's maybe considered the, the father of philosophy, Socrates drank the cup of hemlock in a prison in Athens. And the history tells us that his mind was very brave. He was very brave. He had a follower, a disciple, another philosopher, Plato. And Plato also died in prison. And history tells us that Plato died with a cheerful mind and with comfort. Now, listen. Do you mean to tell me... Plato and Socrates were braver than Jesus. That Jesus was afraid of death. That he was afraid to die. That he was afraid of pain. Every one of the disciples of Jesus died a martyr's death. Peter, tradition tells us, was crucified on a cross just like Jesus was crucified on a cross. But when they were going to crucify Peter, Peter says, I'm not worthy to be crucified like Jesus. In that way, turn me upside down. Crucify me with my head on the ground. That being the case, the blood would rush to his head and come out his ears and his eyes and his nostrils. He loved the Lord. Now, what I'm saying is, Jesus was not a coward, he was not afraid of pain. What his anguish was, was your sin, your sin, my sin. He took our sin in his own body on the cross. What he was afraid of was the separation that was going to now transpire between himself and his father. He and his father had never been separated throughout all eternity, never, But he knew that sin separates. Friend, when you get slack with the word of God, and you're not circumspect with the word of God, sin moves in, and sin separates you from God. We need to be on our tiptoes for Jesus. We need to be right with God, serving the Lord. It was the cup. It was the sin. It was the separation. Now, Jesus took our separation So that you and I could be united with God, be one with God, call God Abba Father, just as he did. He called God Abba Father. Notice verse 3. Abba Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. I'm not going to do what I feel like doing. I'm going to do what you command me to do. And I'll find joy in it. This is basically what Jesus was saying. There are symbols for Ideologies and for religions. There you see the symbol for the for Judaism, the Star of David, uh, the crescent for Islam, uh, the hammer and the sickle for Marxism. Nazism had their symbol. Christianity has his symbol. That's why Paul said, "God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for me." There on the cross, Jesus satisfied the justice of God. You see, when a crime is committed. Uh, or, or a, uh, yeah, a crime or, or a, a terrible deed, justice says that justice must be done. Now, God couldn't just say, okay, I forgive you, go ahead, you're free. Uh, you don't have to do anything, I, I, I just forgive you. Now, we would become enraged as a nation. We have lawyers, we have judges, we have courts, And we want justice when a crime is committed. Justice must be done. and This was the heart of God. God says all have sinned. Sin must be paid for. Justice must be done. Jesus stepped over and said, I'll take that sin. I'll take that justice. I'll take that separation so that you, my people, my church might be one. Go free. Go to heaven when you die and live the abundant life here and now. Uh, okay, put up the, the other symbol, the symbol of the fish. Now, this was an earlier symbol of the cru- of, of crucifixion. Um, the Greek word for fish which simply means Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. I, I, I can't go into all of this now. Just take that off. But uh, that was before the cross. <laughs> but the cross became the centerpiece of Christianity. It's the centerpiece of Christianity. Jesus drinks the cup. Now, notice the progression. Here, here it is. This is the way it is. it's done to this very day. Jesus drinks the cup. He becomes guilty of my sin. Now, he's arrested in the garden. The guilty, the police found him, and they arrested him. Now, the next thing is, he goes to trial. That's the way it is today. When, when something is done that is wrong a sin against society a sin against the universe uh, a sin against the local state federal government when that person is caught they're arrested after the arrest they go to trial after trial they uh, have a sentence that is carried out so jesus becomes guilty of my sins he's arrested he goes to two trials there was the religious trial and the uh, Political trial. It lasted all night. Now, during that time, my sin and your sin was in his veins. He took it in into his stomach. It now assimilates with his body through his bloodstream. All night long, your sin and my sin was coursing in his veins. It was like a vaccination. It was building up an antitoxin so that a serum would come forth at Calvary. And in the morning, now I know it was all night because in the morning Jesus said to Peter, before the cock crows twice, you will, de- you will deny me three times. So the cock begins to crow. All night long, your sin was in his body and his heart was beating it through his bloodstream so his blood would build up that antitoxin. And now they take him to the cross. They nail him. They th- sword in his side, his veins are open up, and a holy, overcoming blood comes forth. Healing blood, overcoming blood. That's why we say, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The vaccination took The serum now is there for your healing. That's why your good works, your going into church, your tithing, whatever it is, your baptism, all of these things are good and wonderful, but absolutely none of them can save your soul but the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood. And we're going to come to this table in just a moment and remember it all. Without the blood of Jesus, you only have a shell of religion, even though you may be a member of the Largo Community Church. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Why is the resurrection so important? It's now so remote and so far removed. We knew he took our sins on the cross. How do we know that? The cross is where he atone for our sins, but in his resurrection, he authenticated what he did on the cross. People will say, well, how do you know the blood was an overcoming blood, a washing of that blood? How do you know that Well, he arose? The apostle Paul said, if Christ had not risen, we are still in our sins. So we have the proof today that it all happened just like the Bible says it happened on the cross because he arose from the dead and the cross confirmed it or it validates it. Friend, I must close now. And I told you this was going to be a brief message. How would you like to be remembered when your life is over? And your life will be over someday. How would you like to be remembered? Jesus said, This do in remembrance of me. Remember the cross. Remember the broken body. Remember the shed blood. Remember. Remember. It's so easy to forget. Remember. He didn't ask to be remembered by his teachings. He didn't ask to be remembered by his miracles. He asked to be remembered by his broken body and his shed blood.
1: We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts.
0: I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting the healing word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, for the mailing address and to learn more about the Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris.
1: We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that are sure to encourage your spiritual formation in Christ. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.